0: You are listening to Winning with Mainstay. The opinions expressed on this edition of Pensacola Expert Panel are not necessarily those of News Radio 923 AM 1620, but rather the opinions of the sponsor, Mainstay Financial Services, with host Bob Burgey. Provided on winning with Mainstay Financial is provided for educational purposes only and is not intended to be specific financial advice for individuals. All information presented is believed to be from reliable sources and no representation is made to its accuracy. Views presented are those of Mainstay Financial and host Bob Burgey and do not necessarily represent the view of AlphaStar Capital Management LLC. AlphaStar Capital Management is an SEC registered investment advisor. Registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor or investment advisor representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Opinions expressed are subject to change and do not constitute financial, legal, or tax advice. You should consult your financial professional before executing any financial strategy. Now, here's Bob Burgee
1: Good morning, Jenna.
0: Good morning. Happy Tuesday. Yeah,
1: same to you. Same to you. Everything good?
2: Everything's really good. I'm actually enjoying this uh, this beautiful day outside.
1: Yeah, it is. It is beautiful. It's it's I'll calming. Take it. My my kind of day. All right. So, got a lot to talk about today.
2: I heard something about open enrollment.
1: Open enrollment, annual enrollment. Okay. We uh, we are talking about Medicare. You don't know what you don't know, right? That's right. Okay. I have with me today from Varus Health Partners, Pam and Keith. Giles. Uh, Pam and Keith Giles are the principals and owners of Verus Health Partners, and uh, we welcome them today to the show. Hi, Pam. Hi, Keith. Good morning. Hello, everyone. All right, so we talked about, uh, Jenna, annual enrollment and open enrollment. Um, I- I'm sure you want to know more about that.
2: Yes, and um, we have discussed this before, but we are kind of getting to the end of the open enrollment season that's correct okay is
1: good Jenna all right yeah Yeah. what's what what date does open enrollment end
2: I'm pretty sure it's the 31st of this month March but I could be wrong you You got it okay
1: (laughs) you know 30 something years away from Medicare and uh, she knows the uh, open enrollment dates but does that also
2: include Medicare Advantage as well I don't but I know there's a lot of people who have asked that here on the show before
3: Yes. Um, Basically, open enrollment is January 1st to March 31st, and it's primarily people who are already on Medicare Advantage plans. They get a one-time opportunity to change that plan, or they can drop that plan and go back to original Medicare and pick up a prescription drug plan, but it's primarily for those people. And why would they want to change their plan? Oh, gosh. It could be a number of reasons. They could see um, another plan that they think they they want the information a little bit more. Um, the doctor they thought was going to be awesome and great and isn't on the plan that they're currently on. Or sometimes people just don't ever get around to doing it during AEP. Mm-hmm. And so um, they did have it a few years ago. It was Medicare Advantage plan disenrollment, and now they've made it open enrollment so you could actually – change your Medicare Advantage plan, you got one time to do that, or like I said, you can drop that plan and go back to original Medicare. But if for whatever reason you need to change, then that's the opportunity to do that. Yeah, or it's
2: sometimes it's the doctor that they desire isn't on one or the other plans, right? Yeah,
3: they're not in network. Yeah. And yeah, net, Advantage plans, you definitely got to take a look at what your network are. And some people now nowadays too, you hear all the different benefits that are out there. Over-the-counter credits, you can get some money to do some shopping for vitamins, first aid, and stuff like that, they may want to go to a plan that has better benefits. Um, We hear a lot about the Part B give back program, and somebody may not have seen the plans out there that was available to them during AEP, and they said, well, I want to go back on that plan. So that might be another reason, benefits.
2: Okay. And then real quick, before I turn it back over to you, Bob, are there more advantages with doing Medicare Advantage versus basic Medicare
3: It depends what you need, really. Um, You do always have to be aware with Medicare Advantage that you got to be working in a network, and there's different kind of plans. Your HMOs are your health maintenance organizations. you got to stay in the network. Your PPOs are your preferred provider organizations. They allow you to go in and out of network, but it costs you more. Um, Max out-of-pockets are different. A lot of people who really need flexibility and uh, um, opportunity to see various doctors, um, Medicare supplements, or going back to original Medicare, if you will, um, is a better fit for them. So it really just depends what people need. Very good. Okay, thank you now, for that. Now,
1: what we hear all the time is Medicare Advantage. It's so great because it's free, right? Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
3: <laughs> sure. <laughs> is
1: that is that, a, is that a, an appropriate label?
3: Um. I guess we wouldn't call it free, except if you want to say a lot of them have zero premiums attached to them. There are Medicare Advantage plans that do have uh, premiums and premium being your monthly payment. Right. You know, However comma, um, if you're not paying a premium, you're gonna be paying co-pays as you go to the doctors. So um, that's the biggest difference. It is nice if you don't need a lot of doctor usage You don't have to pay an extra premium because no matter what uh, setup you choose, what choice, everybody still has to pay their Part B premium. So if you don't have to pay an additional premium by going on a Medicare Advantage plan, uh, that's um, a really good option for a lot of people.
1: Exactly, exactly. Did you say, however, comma? Are you dictating?
3: (laughs) I liked it. I liked it. She was
2: like, however, comma, are you still listening? That was her checking to make sure you were still listening,
1: Bob. I really like that. You passed. Um,
3: Yeah, it's it's one of those things because actually when we educate on the two choices being Medicare supplement or Medicare Advantage plans, um, we kind of say, pay me now because- the Medicare supplements you pay a premium every month, and it has a little bit different setup. You don't necessarily have copays when you go to the doctors, right? But when you go to the Medicare Advantage side of the house, um, most plans are zero premium, but you do have copays as you go to the doctors, hospital visits, those kind of things. And so then we say well, you pay later. Right. So, one so if you're someone
1: that doesn't go, and, and you know you you don't want to test this, but if you you know if you're in great health and uh you you know you go for your checkup once a year um perhaps the medicare advantage plan is for you
3: absolutely yeah. yeah some people it's a a real good fit um some people they may like uh original medicare and uh fill in with a medigap plan but that's cuz they're tr- they're um traveling and doing all kinds of things and maybe you get to the point where you settle down you're like you know what we're not going to the doctor that often we're staying in the area and also a lot of plans offer what we call a transportation benefit especially people who are getting older and it's harder for them to drive or they don't have a ride a transportation benefit um, allows you a certain number of trips to and from medical appointments and that helps a lot of people that might need that benefit wow
1: typically how many is it so many per year? So many per month?
3: It's yeah, and it's cons- usually they're set up what they call one-way trips because you may get a ride to the doctor, but you need a ride home, so that would be one one-way trip. But yeah, it depends. Those all vary by plans how many they offer.
1: Okay, so one one more time for our listeners, let's uh, let's talk about Medicare uh, open enrollment uh, ending March thirty first. Who are the people that should really be looking? At, at that at that date
3: somebody that really needs to or wants to look at making a change to their Medicare Advantage plan okay those okay. are the ones that if they they need to reconsider what they're on
1: okay and uh, explain uh, the open enrollment period versus the annual enrollment period
3: um, the open enrollment again is basically if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan you can make a change or Changes. you can disenroll. Um, and go back to original Medicare and pick up a drug plan. And it's really just one time. If, in, if I do it in January, my new plan will start February 1st, and then I'm done. If right. people do it here in March, their new plan is going to start April 1st, and they're done. Okay. Um, during the annual enrollment, which is October 15th to December 7th, you pretty much can change anything that you okay. want to change and um you can make more than one change if you made a change and you find that's not what you want to do and you want to change something else you um we kind of kid around and say last one in wins because (laughs) you can you can change during aep um so it's pretty much your biggest opportunity to make um the changes you want to make
1: okay any other dates during the year to uh be aware of
3: um there is when we're talking medicare advantage side of the house um Plans are given star ratings based on their performance, their customer service, their availability of doctors, um, formularies, those kind of things. If a Medicare Advantage plan receives a star rating of five stars, which is the highest, um, somebody any time during the year can say, you know what, I want to try out that five-star plan, and they can switch to a five-star plan during, okay. during the year. Um, they can do that. Okay. And then, go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. I mean, that's very interesting. But is there a time that they must do that by?
3: During the year? Yes. No. Okay. But but when you get into annual enrollment, then you're going back to just enrolling in a plan during annual enrollment. And then open enrollment, making changes. Yes. And all plans during AEP start January 1st. Um, There's a couple other things. Obviously, when you turn 65, you can choose the plans you want to go to. Um, you may already be 65 coming off an employer plan then that's the time you want to take the opportunity to decide what your avenue is going to be for your Medicare Um, and a lot of people um, don't realize when they qualify for um, extra help or Medicaid there are special plans out there for those kinds of services Mm -hmm. and people if they qualify or they lose their qualification for certain plans they can make changes during the year also and that's if they're already on one of those qualifying programs they can only do that once a quarter but if they get a new qualification or um, lose their qualification then that gives them a special enrollment period
1: okay last week uh, we did have a uh, a question from one of our listeners and it had to do with uh, eligibility requirements for medicare all right Mm -hmm. and uh, loosely I would say they're uh, they're closely aligned with social security benefits, okay. But there's a little more to that, and I thought you might be able to share with our listeners a little bit more about that, Pam. But first, uh, let me just share. If you'd like to call the show, the number is eight five zero four three seven. One six two zero four three seven sixteen twenty. We have with us today Pam and Keith Giles from Veris Health Partners, Medicare experts. Um, but go ahead and uh, and and share with our listeners about eligibility for Medicare.
3: Basically, eligibility for Medicare. Um, obviously, when you turn sixty-five, right. um, that's going to be your typical enrollment period. There are certain situations like um, if someone gets. Uh, Uh, Medicare disability and typically if you're gonna pick up Medicare based off a disability you got to be on disability for 24 months Um, and let's see end-stage renal disease um, that would be applied to someone also if they need to or they can pick up their Medicare.
1: Okay so somebody with uh, some sort of cancer um, or you know something very debilitating but specifically uh, would you say stage what, renal?
3: Well, it's just if they're in end-stage renal disease. I gotcha. got you. That's the only one. And then whatever the qualification is for their disability, um, usually they'll be um, put on disability. they got to be on disability for 24 months, and then it might be deemed that they'll be able to go on Medicare.
4: In some cases, though, I, 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 we've had uh, clients come in that got backdated when they filed their disability, so they really weren't waiting that long. Um, so, in some, if you have a good lawyer, that <laughs> that works really well. That's right. working for the Social Security to get your disability. Uh, sometimes you can backdate that and get it early.
1: Gotcha. So the Part A, Part a, Medicare Part A, mm-hmm. which is usually premium free. Let's say almost always premium free. Correct. Correct. All right. So, if you or your spouse worked for how many years?
3: Ten years paying into the system. Ten yeah. years paying, paying into, into the, the system. Paying into the Medicare tax right. system, yes. Okay. And premium free Part A.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Now, let's say they didn't work 10 years, nor did their
3: spouse. There is a Medicare option out there where you can get a premium Part A. And it there's basically two platforms. It's either a $499 premium which is basically if you paid in less than 30 quarters or 7.25 years or less, um, or there's another premium, the $274, and that would be if you've put into the system between 30 and 39 quarters. And that would be something that's definitely have to be the numbers run, if you will, at the time if you want to get Part A, especially if you know that you don't get the zero premium or the premium free part a
1: so you could work under 10 years you or your spouse could work under 10 years still qualify but there is a minimum threshold of uh let's say seven seven and a quarter years
3: yeah or, to, or less than yeah. yeah If it's less than you're going to pay that higher premium okay yeah
1: okay very interesting so it is a little different than social security and applying or excuse me uh being eligible for social security you know, there's no middle ground. It's really, and you know, in in the Social Security area, um, and and today's uh, discussion is about Medicare. It's really a hard line with that 10 years, or what we call 40 quarters, 40 credits, uh, for uh, being eligible for Social Security benefits. But uh, but anyway, we did right. have a call on that last week, and uh, and hopefully our listener uh, got a better answer today, right?
3: Right. <laughs> And we're always available for more clarification if they need it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. So, Viris Health Partners at 2810 East Cervantes Street in Pensacola, Florida. What is the number there, Pam? 850...
3: I don't even remember our number. <laughs> yeah. Us, it's uh, in my phone. <laughs> it's in my phone. Yeah. yeah. All
1: right. Uh, four three you can dial. Four three eight five zero four three seven sixteen twenty. Of course, that is our office and you all are uh in our office, of course. Um excuse me. That's the, I do that always, Jenna, don't I?
2: Yeah, Eight
1: five zero four three seven sixteen twenty. I did enough, that. I, was taking notes. I did that last week. That's the number you called to call into the show. Obviously. <laughs> News radio sixteen twenty. Um, But to call our office, 850-437-3127. How's that, Jenna? Very good. All right. All right. Um, Okay. I want to talk a little bit about the beginnings of Medicare. All right. And I know, Keith, you're sort of the history buff there, right? But uh, how long has Medicare been around, and how did we get here?
4: It was um, back in 1965. Harry Truman was part of that. And uh, that's what started A and B. And um, after that, it was the Bush administration, I believe, that started the Part D portion of that. And um, that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. So we didn't have Part B, D for a long time. It was, it was quite, uh, um, well, when prices started getting up, that's when people started calling their, their representatives. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how we ended up with Part B.
1: So what, what did B. people do? before 1965
4: well, basically paying out of pocket for their medications and, and back then uh uh mainly most of the medications were affordable yeah but when we started looking in specialty drugs and stuff the new technology deals was out there and, and uh, uh prescriptions became quite expensive so it was yeah. breaking into people's income and they voiced their opinion, and that's voila. There you have part D.
1: Yeah, I wonder what the numbers are, what in terms of different types of prescriptions from pre 1965 to now, I mean it's it's got to be mind boggling, you know.
4: Yeah, it's it's quite a change. Um, we've gotten very creative in the pharmacy world. Let's put it that way, on how how we how we we have combo. Um, generic drugs that are really expensive yeah versus taking one taking two versus one um and uh, so that was one way to curb it is is to control that through part d
1: okay <clears throat> very interesting so and pam
4: you know more about the the formulary stuff right um you have to have every you have to have a therapeutic drug and every yeah every
3: yeah the formularies are this one of the things when people get ready to go on medicare it's probably going to your uh part d especially if you're on an employer plan you're gonna probably end up with sticker shock because um the formularies are very different on medicare um but they do have to carry at least two therapeutic medications um and they they have to meet certain criteria but everybody um tiers their medications differently. So it's a very important part of your research when you're planning for um, your retirement and picking up your Part D. Yeah,
1: because typically what happens, and we haven't talked very much about, you know, um, you know folks with disabilities or anything like that, but for the 65 crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna talk about that core uh, group of people that qualify for Medicare. At at age 65, uh, when we are walking people over to meet with you, you know, we've learned, you know, through the years, you know, they need to they need to share with us all the medications they're on. Right. What their current coverage is, you know, because let's say it's somebody that is retiring and they're about to turn 65 or they're on their employer's coverage and they're over 65. Um, mm-hmm. But they need to know all of these things before sitting down to meet with you, and from where where it goes from there, um, has got to be very interesting. It's it's finding the right plan and exactly you know and perhaps the right supplements that that they would need going forward. Correct.
2: Hey, I'm going to pause you guys real quick just because we are on a time crunch. We have about four minutes. We have Chris from Pensacola on the line who has a question for y'all.
1: Chris, Chris go ahead.
5: Uh, yes, sir. I have my Medicare health card in front of me. My Part A is in effect. My Part B is not. And it becomes in effect on 7 1 22. And is how's the best way to make sure I get it?
1: <laughs> so your Part A is in effect. Your Part B is not and will not, not. be activated until July 1 of this year, 7-1. correct?
3: Correct. Uh, how did you pick up your Part B? Yeah. Is, are you getting it through the general enrollment or you're coming off an employer plan?
5: Uh, general enrollment.
3: Okay, yeah. General enrollment, and we'll just kind of clarify that. If if you're in, like, a, I guess a gap, you could say, where you're not coming off an employer plan, there's a general enrollment period where you can pick up your Part B, okay? And that's January 1st to March 31st. But unfortunately, during that general enrollment period for that Part B, that does not come effective until July 1st. So that's why uh-huh. we really stress it's important to pick it up without having gaps. So it sounds like you picked it up when you were, uh, I guess you realized you were in a gap or you didn't have your Part B and you didn't yeah. have other coverage?
5: It's probably a gap.
3: Yeah, that's what it, that sounds like what it would have been for for you.
5: Okay,
1: I've I've got a so question.
5: Get, yes.
1: I've got a question. How old are you?
5: Uh sixty seven this year, uh sixty eight before the end of the year.
1: Okay. Okay. So that makes sense. He applied for part A, not B at the same time? Correct. Okay. Correct. Uh why would why would uh why would he have done that?
3: Uh some people. are you a veteran by chance? Nope. Nope. What did you say? Or yep? No. No. Okay. The reason I asked that is sometimes veterans use the VA and they don't pick up Part B because they go to the VA. Unfortunately, people don't realize that the VA doesn't count towards credible coverage for the medical side of the house like Part B. So I'm guessing some people don't want to pay that premium, so they just hold off getting their Part B if they're healthy or they haven't gone to the doctor, but don't realize that. Um, you you can't pick up Part B anytime you want.
1: So, uh, and, and I'm so sorry, your first name, sir? Chris.
5: Chris?
1: Chris. Uh, well, I think, yeah. so on Part A, you're good. So hospital visits, Chris is good. Correct. Okay. It's the Part B, those other visits, too.
2: Y- yes. And, yeah.
1: you know, I I, I I would just say this, you know, if you don't have to, to make those type visits that part b cover um over the next what is it uh 3 months do not
3: yeah and i was to say if you um now's the time too if you want to pick up uh something to help fill in the gaps once you get that part b now's the time to get ready to do that for it to be in place for you july 1st
1: hey chris we are going to have to jump mm-hmm. for a news break but uh, thank you for the I'm call scared. and uh Um, Again, we are talking with Pam and Keith Giles of Verus Health Partners. Uh, They are Medicare specialists. And if you have any questions, please feel free to call, text, or email your questions um, after the break here.
2: All right. We are going to take a quick break. Duck on over to the newsroom. So stay tuned if you have any other questions. 850-437-1620. You're listening to Winning with Mainstay with Bob Burgey. Let's go on over. Mark Jacobs, what do you have coming up?
4: Well, Governor DeSantis is happy with the just finished legislative session. We'll tell you why after
5: Fox.
1: We are back. News radio, 1620 and 92.3 on the FM channel, on the FM dial. Dial. Dating myself, right? A little bit. Okay. All right. So uh, here with Pam and Keith Giles, uh, the principals and owners of Varus Health Partners, co-workers of mine, they handle everything Medicare related. And uh, I wanted to share, uh, somehow they... They located their uh, actual telephone number at the office, so I wanted to, to make sure our listeners have that. It is 850-710-7196. Again, Varus Health Partners at 850-710-7196. Uh, if you have a question, comment, uh, or just a Medicare story to share uh, with our other listeners or ourselves, uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, the number here is 850-437-1620. Okay uh before the news break uh with mark jacobs and thank you mark for that um we had chris on the phone and i think pam you had quite a bit more to say about you know uh, about chris and exactly what what is going on with him with the part b premium not being activated until july of this year uh do you want to go ahead and uh finish your thoughts on that
3: yeah um i For whatever reason, some people just don't pick up their Part B and don't realize that there's also a penalty. But Part B has specific enrollment periods. And without having a little bit more detail on that one, whatever the case may be, um, he wasn't in a regular enrollment period, for example, turning 65, coming off an employer plan. Um, And you can't just decide, okay, I'm going to wait to get my Part B and then just go sign up for it. There is a specific enrollment period if you're not in a special enrollment period. And that's kind of what we were talking about, what is called the general enrollment period. And that's for people that kind of fall in the gaps that for whatever reason they didn't pick up their Part B, they can only elect to do that during general enrollment, which is January 1st, March 31st, so if you haven't got your Part B, you still have a few days to do that now and this year if you okay. want Medicare to be effective, Part B by July first. It will be effective July first if you enroll during the general enrollment period. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So um You're
1: dropping the acronyms, that's good.
3: <laughs> it takes a little bit of time to make sure I sound out all those words. We're so that's used right. to the acronyms. Yeah. Um Also, uh, there is a penalty um, for not enrolling if you did not have what we call credible coverage. I asked um, about uh, the veteran piece because uh, oftentimes veterans who use the VA don't enroll in their Part B because they are using the VA, um, but it's not considered credible coverage. And we're trying to work hard to get those kind of rules changed because a lot of veterans use the VA but that would be one reason why people might delay but if you do decide to pick it up now you got a penalty and the part B penalty is um for every 12 month period right 10 percent right 10 yeah. percent mm-hmm
1: okay real quick i want to we have a question but you talk about credible coverage can you please define that and maybe give me an example or, or our listeners an example
3: okay credible coverage there's, <clears throat> there's stipulations that you have to have hospital medical prescription drug plans um, that prescriptions that has to be um, covered most employer plans are credible coverage if someone's working and they haven't picked up their medicare yet they generally are on credible coverage through employer plans it just uh, generally speaking in an employer plan would be considered credible Credible coverage coverage. okay and Mm -hmm. it's for
1: the folks that post 65 continue to work in the case going back to chris the part a and i'm not saying this is why chris secured part a coverage but uh the part a is free yeah, there are no premiums, right? Correct. Okay. Part B there is a premium and I would say most 65 and older are paying somewhere around what 170 bucks a month for it.
3: Yeah, currently part part B is 170 10 unless Irma applies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, and we're okay, we're going to come back to Irma, but we do have a question and I want to make sure Uh, our listener gets an answer from you all right I'm gonna read it and then I'm gonna hand it to you Pam all right here is uh, a question from our listener his name is David my wife is on my health insurance at my work and she has turned 65 years old should I keep her on my plan or get her on Medicare thank you David Pam these
4: are some of our exciting stuff we like to do right Exactly. I'm very much a whiteboard person, so I have to draw everything. Run up the on numbers. The right, yeah, run the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes sense, yeah. Hey, hey, you
1: know what? Before you answer, and uh, y- you know, it's very interesting because I, you know, we talk about this, and um, we liken it to Social Security. You know, it's something you have to have earned and you know paid into to qualify. You know, the eligibility requirements. But unlike Social Security, there are penalties. Okay. Mm-hmm waiting on social security there is no penalty they just pay you more for the rest of your life you know if you miss a deadline you know now of course if you wait to pass 70 um you're not going to get any more but if you don't get it at 65 and you wait a couple months you're just you're just getting a higher social security payment for the balance of your lifetime and possibly your spouses so anyway let's answer david's question and go ahead and read it again pam
3: um it just says my wife is on my health insurance at my work, and she has turned 65. Should I keep her on my plan or get her on Medicare? Um, and Keith and I will both share on this one, but um, basically we say run the numbers. You want to do a comparison to see if it's more affordable to stay on the um, employer plan versus if you pick up Medicare. Go ahead, Keith.
4: Right. So so usually we use a baseline, okay, how much more do you pay for her being on your plan and that's kind of our baseline so if they're, if they're picking up that the employer is picking up most of the costs for that it's if you're not over um one well, i'd say average 250 if you're paying more than 250 um for a spouse's plan you may want to look at uh at moving her to a medicare plan uh, that's really important. that number seems
1: high to me
3: well you gotta take into account you're gonna pay your hundred and seventy dollars and ten cents for part B. Thank you. That's right right at the beginning. That's where the
1: lines cross for yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. It, but there's more to it.
3: Yeah, and then you got to look at what kind of plan you want to go on. Um, if it's gonna be a premium plan like a Medicare supplement, Medigap, or if you wanna go on an advantage plan. And um, another number one thing is to look at medication. Yeah. yeah, what would be the cost difference between the two plans? Yeah, nowadays
4: it's like twenty four percent of your medical costs, so you really have to look at that. So
1: interesting. Okay, and uh, so somebody that's extremely healthy, all the you know, it that that number, you may ratchet that number down, right, Keith? It may that two fifty may become two and a quarter, two hundred bucks a month. Correct. But uh, the you know the one hundred and seventy bucks a month for Part B coverage. Uh, would we call that more bare bones than I, than the employer's coverage?
3: Yeah, that's that's your basic yeah. Medicare, oh, yeah, only. But you want to fill in the gaps where Medicare doesn't cover. So, gotcha. one way or another, you're going to pay more than that one seventy ten. Be it through you, maybe if you get a zero premium Medicare Advantage plan, but then you're going to take into account what are the copay difference costs between right. the plan you're right. currently on, or if you decide to pick up a supplement, which are premium based plans then you want to look at those numbers
4: very
1: interesting yeah, yeah i so. always wondered how that worked for the spouse
4: yeah so um i, I like to think of part b is actually pretty good on its own mm-hmm. um the the one hole that you have to fill is that one that's uh, there's no out-of-pocket uh, maximum so you c- it can go on forever if you end up in rehab and you're going through it for two or three months you're looking at four hundred thousand in some cases so you pay 20 percent of that that's where you that's where you really get you
1: and the medication
4: and the, then on top of that the medication <laughs> yeah because <laughs> uh, most of that stuff is medication is provided in in the hospital so okay it it's, falls under Part B and uh, yeah it's it gets ridiculous it gets ridiculous and if you don't cover that gap you're yeah it can empty your pocket real quick
1: okay I got you. Well, David, hopefully we've answered your question, and if uh, if you have any other questions or any of our listeners have any questions, please call us at 850- 437-1620. Alright. We talked about um, uh, 1965. That's the year Medicare became available. That's, that's the first time anybody received Medicare benefits. Um, and we talked about what it, you know what did people do before then and you know they just paid for it, right because it was affordable back then I want you know far be it from me and Jenna knows this not to interject you know inflation okay and I know this over the last 20 years, 20 or 25 years and I can't remember there are two uh, specific costs that have gone up over double the rate of inflation during that same time period, the last 20 years. Now, I'm not going back to 1965, but I'm sure there's you know, there's some carryover to those years, too. One of them is, of course, exactly what we're talking about, the cost of... Part B? Yeah. Well, the cost of uh, phar- pharmaceuticals, medication, yes. uh, healthcare expenses in general, okay? Yes. I can't speak to how much Part B has gone up, but maybe that's in line with this, too. But healthcare costs in general have um, have gone up over double the rate of inflation that's uh and yeah, i think we all right. know that yeah. that yeah. sounds right and the other one is uh college tuition costs uh, yeah. those are the two that have just you know hey we'll name our own price right mm-hmm. um you know i think the pricing is mostly deregulated and uh that's just what we get there right um yep.
3: Going to medications when you talk about that, they are, we're constantly, um, you know, uh, struggling and, and lobbying to get medication costs under control. That's why we come up. We're try to assist with a lot of different strategies right. um, to help pay for those because a lot of people are on what we call brand name medications, which are really expensive, and med and those meds that treat a lot of the chronic diseases we have, uh, insulin has been a kicker for years on how expensive it is. One of the f- biggest things they've come out with is the um, insulin savings programs where um, they charge only $35 a month on your if you're on an insulin savings program drug plan, but going back to what you're saying. Th- that's all part of how expensive costs have have gone up and people need insulin so well
1: you know and how you know? many administrations have come and gone or or uh campaigns you know have come and gone where you know the, the mantra you know the thrust of of the administration or the campaign is we are going to get health care costs under control and one by one or you know or two by two they they all have seemed to fail You know, if uh, if the costs just keep going up, you know, it's just it's uh, it's mind boggling, as we said. So the other thing, you know, when we're meeting with people and let's say they're in their early 60s and they tell us, hey, you know, you know, what are your long term objectives? What are your near term objectives? And they say, I want to retire. And, uh, you know, guess what? People want to retire at a younger age. They want to you know, they want to enjoy themselves. And over and over, you know, what is the one reason they can't retire? You know, healthcare coverage. That's you know? right.
4: Uh, especially if you're 30, if you're not 65 yet, you have to deal with the marketplace.
1: Do you know how many people? You know, 62. 62 early 60s say gosh i wish i was 65
4: you know exactly that's that's what i tell them i say hurry up and turn 65 yeah (laughs) you won't be paying uh, you know another mortgage payment for your premiums so
1: you know i hate to tell all listeners or or make a blanket statement like this but uh you know it is really tough to see your way through to retiring before age 65 because of medicare
4: yeah, Bob. I think we're seeing that trend uh, just with the people that we talk to staying employed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I can't pay. I don't want to pay a mortgage payment. or You know. Yeah, yeah. and it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. Katie
1: and I met with a, a couple the other day, and he um, he retired. They're both. Uh, I think they're sixty three and sixty two. And um, you know, the arrangement or the uh, the agreement they came to is um, she was going to get a job and go back to work for the next three and a half years to get them, you know, to 65. Of course, get her to 65. She was 62, 62 and change. He's going to be 65 before that. But to have that sort of coverage, or as Pam calls it, credible coverage, um, mm-hmm. uh, credible coverage really takes place after 65, though, Right.
3: Well, Medicare will be your next credible coverage. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: Okay. But uh, but anyway, so that's what they're doing. You know, they're they're taking a job full time that has benefits, specifically healthcare benefits, and that's what seems to work. Okay.
3: As I was gonna uh, say, um, to elaborate what you said, and I think you guys already spoke it, is that. Um, one person may be 65 and on the employer plan, and I, we see that they stay on the employer plan until the, the spouse turns 65, and then they both can go on Medicare. Right. And I would want to say, and when you go on Medicare, it's your Medicare plan, you and your spouse, separate plans, whereas an employer plan, it's the family, it's each person is individually set up on their own Medicare
1: Right, right. And I just thought of this, Pam, as, as we were talking. You know, as I said, you know, these people just scratch and claw to get to age 65 so that they can qualify for Medicare. And then it's like, ah, I made it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we were working with a, a couple, and this was a couple of months ago. And what are they doing? Their plan, I mean, they've got it down to the day. They're going to retire. They're going to pick up COBRA for six months to get them to age 65 you know what i mean and mm. i said well you know you're going to be paying what double triple you know with cobra is that right
4: yeah basically you don't have any employer contributions so right. it could be very expensive for somebody who's depends 62. on the employer yeah. depends yep. on the employer but right. but mm-hmm. let's
1: face it you, see about nine. I, you know i would say i don't know on average your your uh, uh healthcare costs are going to double or triple once you go on cobra but that's okay they've built that into their you know their financial plan six months of really right. overpaying as opposed to working for those six months you know pretty unbelievable but you know that's that's you know that's how a lot of people are they just want to get to retirement so they can enjoy themselves
3: yeah mm-hmm.
1: yep. okay we have a question we have bill on the line uh bill is from pensacola bill go ahead
5: uh, good morning uh, i'm on uh, medicare i have medicare part b and um I just uh, have my uh, Social Security to live on. I can't afford a supplemental insurance plan that y'all are speaking of. I cannot afford that. So I just have the Medicare Part B. I pay for my medications out of pocket. I'm wondering, is there some kind of a plan, a government plan of some kind, like you're speaking of, that would cover part or all of my medication needs?
1: Okay, I'm going to say uh, this real quick, Bill. One of the things, and write this down, uh, their telephone number is 850-710-7196. I think this may be something a little more involved and uh, something you definitely want to talk to uh, Keith and Pam one-on-one about. But uh, to the extent you can, answer that, Pam and Keith.
3: Um, Basically, with your Part B, you're going to be able to pick up a Medicare Advantage plan. And then I'm going to go with my however comma. (laughs) (laughs) Um, isn't it comma
1: however comma
3: could be yeah (laughs) depends where it is in your sentence (laughs) but really uh, right now we're not in a enrollment period for you to pick up a medicare advantage plan but if you qualify for possibly one of the um extra help programs that would be something we could talk more specifically about but that's that would allow you to enroll in a plan out of cycle out Mm -hmm. of an enrollment period
4: yeah. I think think you might be in a good position. Yeah. Only w- one way to find out is call. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: call.
4: I mean, you know, we don't have
1: any. Uh, we don't know the cost of these uh, medication. We don't know. We don't know a lot. But right. that's sort of a, you know, that that is sort of a conversation between Bill
5: and you all.
3: Are you a veteran by chance?
5: No, no. But okay. I, I understand what you're saying. But I have checked all of these plans. Uh, uh, supplemental insurance plans. I cannot afford them. It doesn't matter what anybody says. I cannot afford them, right. and that's that's what I'm trying to figure out now. Right. Supplemental so cost you more. basically, it makes more. me better if I just pay out of pocket for my medication, but more something I can afford.
3: Yeah, that's where um, so yeah maybe- you'd we'd have to take a look at you know see what what it looks like for possibly qualifying for one of the extra help. Now, extra help is or lis limited income subsidy that is a federal program if you qualify for that that will help you with your medications only okay and then there are some other income programs that might be open to you but it just depends
5: yeah i I hear what you're saying but i have talked to several of these numbers that you're speaking of, and really, really, it's a lot of red tape. It's not easy, and it you end up paying. Period. So, um, I think I'm better off just paying for my own medication as is right now. So, maybe I'll check into that another time. But thank y'all
3: anyway. Oh, okay. Bill, thank you,
1: thank you for the call. And uh, we've got we've got about three minutes left. And one of the things I wanted you to share with our listeners, Pam, are the mistakes people make. In okay. Medicare, okay, can mm-hmm. you can you speak to that quickly?
3: Yeah, real quickly. Um, first off, one of the biggest mistakes is not enrolling when you're first eligible. We kind of went over there a little bit. A lot of people do not realize um, that they need to enroll when they're first eligible. Now, I'm gonna. One of the things I want to do say is if you turn 65, if your birth date's in the middle of a month, your your Medicare is going to start the first of the month. But if your birthday is on the first of the month, your Medicare starts the previous month. So if you were born June 1st, your Medicare would start May 1st. So you need to give yourself that extra time to enroll on time because waiting to the last minute is, is a challenge um, and you you know you don't want to miss your initial enrollment period.
1: Right. A lot of people think that you know they're saving money by waiting okay because I'm not going to have to pay the you know the the part B premium 170 bucks a month okay but I think the word that gets everybody's attention penalties okay you don't want to incur penalties right that
3: that's correct the best the best way to look at it is try to do it um, at least 3 months out and you want to when you when you apply for Medicare you do it through the social security site it's ssa.gov And you actually enroll with your Medicare and you need to open an account and that's how you request your Medicare online because your your data might not be correct Keith ran into that um, trying to get ready because he's turning 65 this fall so it took him a little bit to get that updated
4: yeah we're seeing a trend in it so the the earlier you get in there and do that um, it's it's taken people now two to three months to get everything corrected so uh, I highly advise you to to get on SSA and start your account, and then you have a little bit of legroom. Even on the Medicare side, we're having problems with uh, delays and yes, processing. Yes, so. even I
1: and I, I can speak to the Social Security side. Um, our clients are having a lot of trouble. Now, you're, you're not going to get a hold of a live person, right? I mean, that's really mm-hmm. difficult. Mm-hmm. You're you're certainly not going to get any. Uh, you know expertise or advice but the last thing the last thing you want to do is wait till the last minute what would you say three months before you turn age 65
3: yeah and that's request your medicare card before you can do anything else you have to have that part a and b because some people want to sign up for a plan but you got to get that medicare card first
1: okay all right listen thank you everybody for listening today uh, again, this has been this has been uh, a great time, and uh, Pam and Keith, we welcome you back to the show. Please come again, and uh, everybody have a great week.
3: Thank you.
2: Yes, thank you, Pam. Thank you, Keith. Thank you, Bob. This morning, again, if you want to reach out to Pam and Keith, 850-710-7196, and hey, we're going to have Sun Farm Energy here. Join us tomorrow morning. Have a great day.
4: News, talk, traffic, and weather. News Radio 92.3, AM 1620, WNRP, Gulf Breeze, Milton,
1: Pensacola. It's 11 o'clock. Florida's top Democrats says Republican lawmakers waged an all-out culture war during the legislative
4: session, and a UPS driver threatened at gunpoint. Those stories after Fox. A member of the Fox family has been killed in Ukraine. Lisa Brady, Fox News. He was a beloved cameraman. Pierre Zakrzewski killed outside the capital. Fox's
0: Simon Owen has more live from London.
3: Lisa, Fox News says Pierre Zakshevsky was reporting near Kiev when the vehicle he was travelling in was hit by incoming fire. Correspondent Benjamin Hall was injured in the same strike and was hospitalised. Pierre is at least the second journalist to be killed in Ukraine. in.